1: The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Ball-a-ball! Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.
2: Welcome back to the second hour of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM. The Fan, you are joined by Danny Bush, myself, Tommy, the true Neubauer, Greg Janik on the boards, and uh, you can catch us every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. live and unrehearsed coming from the... Interstate Heating Studios. We are presented by Interstate Heating over there in Sussex. They do more than just heating. They also do cooling. Ventilating. And, yeah, and our special guest in the studio today is Kyle Drake. Kyle, good morning. Uh, what is that exactly is your title? Uh, oh, title- wait a minute. There we go. You're on now. I am on now. Yeah, <clears throat> You're hot. My
3: current title is Recreation Safety Warden. Okay, but you do do special
2: ops, right, out in the field?
3: Yes, I still have all my, you know, fully certified, all my police credentials.
2: Now, we were talking earlier before you got here that, uh, you know, the the military calls them black ops, and I called your stuff gray ops because you guys were gray. Yep.
0: that's a good one. Yep, I like that. And I was telling Tom, Kyle, when I said, emailed and said, well, what time do you want to come in, you... Kind of indicated that you might be working till, oh, I don't know, 3, 4 in the morning. Uh, something about shiners. Uh, are you kidding and, me? Are and, pe- Do people really do that in yeah. today's day and
2: age? And we're not talking about minnows.
0: Correct. Shiners. Uh, yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the night hunting enforcement is still there. We still have people going out with lights and really? various uh, contraptions to try to harvest their deer during illegal times. Really? And
2: you're, and you're out there looking for them. Yep. So people better watch out. They better not do it. Well,
0: let me ask you this, though. I mean, with all the seasons that we have and all the tags, and an adult tag isn't that much, why would somebody want to risk? I mean, what is the fine if someone gets busted? I mean, you can pretty much take their house and their child's education college <laughs> fund, right, Kyle? <laughs> it is uh, fairly severe, yes. Uh, minimum is
3: $2,000, up to six months in jail, and you will lose all your DNR licenses for,
2: for at least three years. We got a that's crazy we got a caller who wants to ask you a question okay hey, who's that who you got we have keith and waukesha hey keith and waukesha how you doing hey, good morning keith.
4: guys how you doing good, good. You good you got a
2: question for uh kyle drake
4: uh yeah as you know tom i hunt a small plot of land in waukesha county bull hunting i showed you the pictures at the yep. and yep. all this other stuff yep. well anyway uh earlier this week, I've, I've hunted for over 10 years i've never had a problem uh Tuesday morning I went out and I went my blind and I hunt from a ground blind because I'm 70 years old and I little fear, you know, don't stay out of the trees as much as possible. But I look out in front of my blind and there's a gut pile in front of my blind. Uh, and not only that, uh, the genitals are hanging from a branch in front of my blind. <laughs> so, so
2: what's the question?
4: As you can imagine, I was a little irritated because this is on private property and I've never had any problem with the neighbors or anything. Uh My question is this. I called the DNR, and they they said, well, that might be a trespassing. The the girl said that might be a trespassing complaint. We can't do anything about it. But my question is is basically this. And by the way, it's been resolved. It was just a mistake by somebody that didn't know the property lines and stuff like this. But as far as somebody shooting an animal, following it on, uh, you know, it's only 10, 12-acre parcels.
2: So I kind of get the question. Is it legal to, to go and get your animal on somebody else's property?
4: No. No. To leave the gut pile.
2: Oh, to leave the gut pile
4: oh. on the property because I had a coyote killed animal that I wanted to move off the property or move it, and I could not. I was not allowed to touch that animal. They said you got to leave it there till it's gone. But to shoot a, an animal on a neighboring property, gut, uh, gut the animal out, leave. The gut pile on your on on the neighboring property and take the animal off. Is it legal to we'll leave it that gut pile? All, not, right.
2: No. All right.
0: Keith, Thanks. were you most mad about the gut pile or the fact that its nuts were hanging in your face from the uh, tree?
4: It was <laughs> kind of an in The gentleman told me he apologized okay. profusely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he said it was an old tradition, and he did not see my blind, is what he said. So All we right. we resolved that that's taken care of. I just want to know, I never. If I shoot a deer and it goes on a neighbor's property, I get permission from the person and take the animal back on my property and leave the, the gut pile there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks, Keith,
2: for, thanks for the question, Keith. You're absolutely right. That's that's the
3: proper way to do things. Um, right. If you are depositing material, which it could include a gut pile on somebody else's property without their permission, that is falls within the statute of littering. So that is something oh, really? we, could, we could enforce. So, yes, it would be illegal to um, leave... Material on somebody else's property without permission. Well, what about what I was kind of getting to? What if the I'm... guy
0: has to take a dump right after he cleaned the uh, cleaned the deer? <laughs> <laughs> heavy littering too, Kyle.
3: That's,
2: that's material. Doesn't right? specify
3: the type of material, well, so they're they're Son of a gun. A Bushy, he's going back
2: across the fence. Bushy took us off the rails this time. Okay, instead of sorry. John. Go ahead <laughs> 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 with his dump in the. <laughs> but what about and hit Kyle? You fast, you 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 shoot you shoot an animal on your property but it runs and dies on somebody else's. You have the legal right to go over and get it, right? That or is not right. No? no? You're, you're um, okay. Yep.
3: Law says you that. must make every reasonable effort to retrieve all animals injured and killed. Right. This, however, does not allow you to trespass. In okay. Wisconsin, if you are in private lands, you have to have permission from that private landowner okay. to be there. So our advice, of course, is you probably know in advance where you're going to go hunting. Mm-hmm. Get out there in advance, a week, a month, or whatever. Talk to a neighbor, neighboring landowner. Say, "Hey, if this does happen, can I get permission to be on your property?"
2: Now, and you say you 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 have to make every effort. So you go to their house. They're not home. They're gone for the weekend. Well, you can then go over and get it, right? No, no, no. You still well, cannot Tom, trespass, even, no, though, totally. even though even no. though you you made a reasonable effort and they're not home. Yeah. Correct.
3: Yep, that's why we advi- advise that you get out there early, get permission ahead of time because oh, no know, know who
0: they are, yeah. know who to call, know what to do. Yeah, you can't okay. just go do okay. that,
3: especially as a farmer or a fellow hunter. If you go out there opening yeah. day, I want to go get my deer. He's not going to be at home. He's going to be in the stand or he's going to be on oh, the okay. field or whatever. Okay. So get permission ahead of time. But you have to have permission oh, okay. no matter what. Okay. And Tom,
0: there are horror stories of people really being. Or snickety about this, where it goes over the oh, fence. Oh yeah, they and, get a big, uh, big fights. Yeah, and the guy says, "No, you can't come get it. It's my deer." You know, some guy you know has one in its death throes, kicking. Somebody yeah. walks up, finishes it off, puts their tag on it. You're SOL, my friend. uh uh-huh. ha, yep, okay. Wow, good thing we got. Uh, but the gut pile one yeah. was a good question. I'd never thought about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, people think uh, ask if they can leave it on public hunting lands, and we do allow that, that's something that falls within our permission when you hunt on that property. Okay. Mm -hmm. And private
2: land is different. You have to have permission from the property owner. Wow. Well, you guys got a lot of rule and regulations to remember. You know, we're protecting the property owner, Tom. There's a lot. No, I mean, he's got a lot of rules and regulations, not just in hunting, but in fishing and in trapping and everything. You guys got to remember a lot of stuff. See,
0: I used to think being a warden would would be a cool job, but then I realized with my early stage dementia, I'd never remember... (laughs) All those regs. How do you keep it straight? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's tough. It's tough. There's times I get questions, and I'll have to go, huh? i am
3: got to get back to you. Of course,
0: nowadays, nowadays you guys must have an app now, right? You must have a smartphone where you
2: can go.
3: it's called Pocket Ranger. There we go, the Pocket Ranger. Yep, anybody can download it. Pocket Ranger.
2: Hey, does the DNR still put out those uh, fake deer, those uh, you know, the robotic deer or whatever.
3: Yeah, we call them decoys. Our decoys decoy yeah. program. We still have decoys. You still uh, do that, eh? In various animal species. Yeah. So yeah, it, you never catching, know what you
2: might find. Uh, you're still catching. And they're people pretty with ingenious that. too. They they
3: move.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I, I'm always reading in in some of the magazines where they have the cuffs and collars and stuff. You know that about how guys get caught. You know, every year, right, shooting one of these things. We'll yeah. have repeat customers on those things. Uh, re- yes. oh, and repeat customers. Yep. Ooh. Even though they've lost their license, Once they're, still out, yep. they're all out hunting. They're like drunk again.
0: drivers, Tom. They just keep repeating. Yeah. Um, wow. So wow. here, I, I'll ask a question, Kyle, that this is probably everybody's question. Take, Get your take. With the new system where you can, you know, call in or. Oh, yeah. Uh oh, here we go. He's going to hate this now. <laughs> where you can call in. And Or you can use your computer to register your deer. Now, my initial thought was that, man, it'd be easier for people to violate now because you don't have to take it where somebody actually you know puts a tag on it at the gas station and looks at it. But then I was thinking about it, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and, and this was my take. Maybe I'm wrong. I said, you know what? I said, it's probably not going to make any difference because the people that we're going to violate before are the same ones that are going to violate now, Just because you can do it that way now isn't necessarily going to turn an honest hunter into a dishonest one where now he's going to violate. Now, am I off base on that or what do you think?
3: Um, That is our thought that we'd, um, our current registration system um, was attempted or is put in place to make it easier for people to, to register to deer, tag and register to deer. And you are right. If they're going to violate, they're probably going to violate regardless of the registration system. And I My, imagine,
0: oh. I'm sorry, Tom. Right. I, I imagine as far as for data collection, it's a much more efficient way of getting instant data and getting numbers. I would think it's a more efficient way to manage. Correct. When
3: that's entered onto the system is there automatically. I mean, just like right. The so you, and you guys have Versus instant- having to go through and manually enter all that stuff after the gun deer season. That I, I remember when I first yeah. got hired, actually going through tags one by one and... And entering it and takes forever. That's why oh, yeah, as soon as person right. puts that stuff in in the system, it's there.
2: Yeah, and that's what I've been told is that that it is for the management and have instant, you know, uh, numbers. You know, and even hunters can go on an app and and find out how many deer, doe, and buck have been shot in that county that they're hunting in. They can they can look it up too, you know, and find out. Yep. But here's a question: Did, did the DNR consider uh, a percentage? of how many people will just say ah, to hell with it i'm not doing it i mean is is there is, there, is it factored in there cuz i'm sure there's going to be a few people um, out there i mean let's say there's always a few rotten apples in every barrel but you know that just you know they shoot the deer they take it home say ah i'm not even going to bother with it I'm yeah sure- it's 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 it was thought
3: about um yeah. I, um wisconsin was actually one of the last states in the nation that required on-scene registration. We had to mm-hmm. take it into the registration station for all those years. So mm-hmm. other states have done it. We looked at the, the uh, um, statistics from the other states, and uh, our administration decided that we're going to go this way.
0: I, I, Kyle, now, Tom, I was out when I was hunting with Scott last week. His son got a big buck. I had talked to him. I said, uh, you got your tags. He says, don't need What do you mean? Why do I need my tags? I says, yeah, you still got a tag. He was under the impression, because he'd been elk hunting in Colorado or wherever, mm-hmm where the online system, they don't even bother tagging the elk. You just do the online registration, and you're done. I said, no, man, you do the online thing, but you still got to put the tag on it. So we are, like Kyle said, we're there's been other states going with this stuff for a long time.
3: Right. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. You know, the current system is you still have to tag your deer, still have to validate your tag and, and quote-unquote tag your deer if you leave that deer. So under the current system, you harvest your deer, you shoot your deer, it is dead you have a carcass tag that you're supposed to have on you it's going to be a piece of paper cuz it's printed on regular paper now you'll validate that tag by writing the time that you killed that deer and then you got to circle am or pm and that's or and then and then write the date month and date after that's validated you no longer have to actually physically put that tag on that deer but you've got to have it available when you're um, with that deer if you're dragging it out or you're in, okay. p- in possession of that deer you do not have to have it tagged as soon as you leave that deer Either in the woods or at the cabin or at the house, that's when that tag's got to be on that deer.
0: Oh, because that's a good clarification too. Because when my buddy's ten-year-old shot the big buck, I drove the feet, truck back, and I had a little baggie for him with a Ziploc, and I said, "Here, put the tag in." And then he filled it out and he Ziplocked it onto the antler, mm-hmm. and it was still with us. But I, I was, I thought before we move it, we better tag it. But now you're saying if you got the tag on you in your pocket and you're with the animal. But as soon as you go into A&W for a hamburger and leave that all by itself, make sure that you put that baby on there. Yeah. And of course, yep. uh now what I'm going to do is I'm going to I you know, I'm going to use uh, public tax tax dollars and go to school and have what somebody laminate my takes for me this year. Right now I just have baggies and zip ties. Um, that's what we recommend, actually, bagging zip ties. You know, before you always have to
3: have a piece of string or a zip tie and a knife to validate your tag, mm-hmm. and now you gotta have a, a plastic baggie and a golf pencil. Yeah, that's not so
2: bad.
0: And then the other thing before we go to break, when we used to last year when we called in, they gave us a confirmation number and I wrote it on the tag.
3: Yep, that's still required. Yes.
0: Okay. Yep. So once you call in and register or online, write that onto the tag. That would yes, that's advised. Gotcha. Correct.
2: All right. We are looking for a contestant for the Curley's Waterfront Pubs. NFL football picking contest. When you're going to a Packer game or a Badger game, think of Curly's Waterfront Pub in Pewaukee. It's the place to meet, laugh, eat, drink, and enjoy life. And boy, do they got a lot of free giveaways, especially during the Packer games. So, and and the Packer game is when seven. I mean, no, uh, three thirty tomorrow, right? Three twenty-five. All right. Well, Wait, anyway, I thought w- you
0: said it was eleven o'clock.
2: No, that's the Badger game. Oh, okay. So, anyway, we have, I mean, we need a contestant. Call at 414-799-1250. All you got to do is tie us or beat us, and believe me, everybody wins because we're terrible at this, and you will win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Call now, and we'll be right back with more. WSSD Milwaukee, WXSS HD2. This is Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Now we're talking Yeah,
0: in the frozen tundra. The NFL Rambo football field. picking contest. It was a cold day, my yeah. friends.
2: Brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Just go to Curly'sWaterfrontPub.com. I think that's what it is. But anyway, you just, you just Google Curly's Waterfront Pub and it'll pop right up. Anyway, uh, who do we got? Oh, first of all, get us updated on last week. All right, recap from last week. We had John go one and three. Okay. For a
1: season total of eight and 17. Oh, boy. We had Tom, you. It's
2: consistent. Went two and two. Two and two. I, for I'll, the season, I'll... you are
1: now 12 and 13. Okay. Ooh. Bushy had his consecutive, third consecutive 0 for a week. Oh, no. Oh my God. Bushy went 0 for 4. And oh. his season total is now 9 for 16. Oh. Told you. Told you. It was
0: that blow to the head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Greg, how are you And doing? I went 2 for 2 Yeah. for the season. I am 13 and 12. Our Ooh. caller. You're ahead. I am. Our caller also went 2 for 2. And our caller season record is 12 and
2: 13. Yeah. So hey, we got
1: some uh, some callers you know, doing well.
2: You know, last week, my upset game of the week came through. <clears throat> Houston? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, that I. Oh, well, I think I had two upset games. Yeah. Uh, Houston and. Oh no, I didn't. The other one, I think I took Minnesota, didn't I? Instead of the Bears. Oh, you yeah. did. Yeah. I took Minnesota too. Shoot. What's happening to those? But guys? anyway, but I got an upset of the week coming up. So anyway, who's our caller? Caller, we have John from Theensville. All right. Good morning, John. Oh, wait a minute. There you are. Good morning, John. Good morning. You know how this works, right? I think so. All right, you're a football prognosticator. I'm sure you can either tie one of us or beat us. It's easy enough, right? Well, we'll give her a whirl You can tie Tom up and
0: beat him like a pinata (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) After listening to those scores,
1: it's not that hard. No, it's not hard. Those records. Yeah. All right. Okay. We are going to start out in the college world. We have Wisconsin traveling to Northwestern. Wisconsin is giving Six and a
2: half. I hate that hook. John, who you got? Well, uh, you mean. pick oh.
1: Wisconsin six and a half.
2: They're giving six and a half. You take that Wisconsin. That is correct. Yeah. Hey. And all Kyle right. Drake, the warden. Now, Kyle, you're 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 picking for all the warden. You're picking for John, but you're representing all the wardens out there. Don't we'll put any more pressure oh, on yeah, him Oh, yeah, this he is needs. big time pressure.
3: Yeah, I know the uh, DNR laws, uh, sports, uh, <laughs> not so good. Um, at Northwestern? At Northwestern, six is too high. I'm going with Northwestern. Wisconsin right. still win, but
2: yeah. Northwestern does give them fits. Yeah. They do, yeah, they do. Well, I'm going to go with Wisconsin because their their defense wait be way too good. Was she? I'm, I'm going to go with
0: Wisconsin because I've been sucked so bad the last couple weeks. It really doesn't matter what I pick. They oh, no, win by can, seven. You can catch up. I don't know. I as well with going will go with
1: Wisconsin. I know they've had issues at <laughs> Northwestern, but this defense is is yeah. very stellar, and I think they will hold hold Northwestern. Stellar mm-hmm. defense, stellar. All right, all right. Good Next words, game stellar. is Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota is giving six to Detroit. To Detroit, John. Who you got? I'm going to take Detroit. Detroit. Detroit.
2: Where's John from again? Deansville. Deansville. They're giving what? Six and a half? Six. Six. Yep. I'm going to go with Detroit.
3: All right. Detroit still has a team? Um, yeah. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> closed they it really, along with the Miller really company.
2: Well, they still got Ford, too. Yeah, they still suck, though. Minnesota. All right. Tom. My upset of the week oh, is going to be Detroit over the last three games. It'll be 0 and three for the Minnesota Vikings oh so you're saying they're gonna straight out beat them you're not even gonna say I, the oh spread. yeah they're gonna straight out beat them and if they don't they'll cover the spread so yeah Detroit pushing <laughs> uh,
0: so um Matt uh Stafford I believe will have a big 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 game in uh Detroit You're right. They might actually win. It'll be within three points, Tom. Yeah, it's going to be close. I'm going to go with Detroit as well. Minnesota's offense is
1: horrible. (laughs) Kyle is,
2: he's picking against everybody today. Horrible. (laughs) Again, Uh, he might come out uh, (laughs) 4-0 or (laughs) 3-0. All right. Final game of the week.
1: Chicago's on a bye. So we have Indianapolis traveling to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Lambeau Field. Field to face the beloved Green Bay Packers. John. Who do you have? What's the spread? Green Bay is giving seven. Seven. Good. I'm going to go with the Colts. uh, Yeah, Colts.
2: All right. Kyle? Uh, I'll be a homie. Going with Packers. Yeah. John, you of little faith. I have a lot of faith. (laughs) Pack
0: wins, but only by four.
2: Tom? Okay. Oh, definitely going with the Pack is back. They're going to clean up. That, do you realize that Indiana's offense line is the worst in the league? They give up more sacks, more hits, more pressures than anybody else. The, the Packers' front seven are just going to annihilate them. And Clay Matthews will be playing. Bushy. <laughs> yeah, with a bad <laughs> hammy. Yeah, with a bad hammy. With a bad hammy. Got that hammy going.
0: <laughs> yep. Um,. What's the spread again? Seven. Green seven. Bay is giving seven. Seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I got a feeling Green Bay
2: is gonna have a bust out game. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't. I. I. It's a good thing. They it's got not. a Kid named Geronimo yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> they. You know, it's a good thing they don't have that hook in there. That seven and a half. Seven with that little hook. With that, I gotcha. Right. Oh, that's That'd a hook. Uh, in, Tom? That, t- that little hook that, that can get you. That's what they yeah. call it—a hook. Huh? A hook. That little hook. Yeah, that'll get, get you. That. I'm
1: not, I'm, gonna go, should, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three for three with John. I'm gonna go D. I'm gonna go Indy. Oh, you're going Indy. I'm going yeah. Indy. Right. I think that's seven points is a big spread in the NFL. I think Andrew Luck will throw a few bombs over our uh... depleted secondary. Right. You'll get intercepted. But Do they have any good receivers? They do. They have Nicole T.Y. Still? Hilton. Yes. Yeah. They have Dante Moncrief.
2: They'll get intercepted twice.
0: Our guys can't. Luck is gonna Listen, throw guys, two
2: interceptions.
0: Our guys can't intercept
2: Tom. They hey, can't one of them all. might be by the, one of the D linemen. Well, that's not yeah. a deflection. Well, that could. That's an interception, kind of yeah, like what have
0: to be definitely deflected. Yeah, no, definitely
2: really. deflected. Do you remember when the Packers played uh, the Bears on the t- in the divisional title game, uh, and uh, what uh, BJ Raji intercepted that pass and ran into the end zone? Yeah, I think it's stuck in his helmet. or Well, so, yeah. uh, it, no, it's stuck right in his hands. The you remember the it. time when Jim Taylor was <laughs> '62? I mean, what the hell? Are you going back <laughs> to Tom? Well, well that's not that, that far. Article. Six years ago. All right, I hey. Want the one Chester Marco caught on top of his. There, you, there you go. go. There Say, you go. The miracle. The Polish Messiah. Yeah. Well, John good luck all right we'll talk to you uh soon hopefully we'll see you thanks John all right Thank bye you. now okay okay well we'll see how everything turns out I am I am looking forward now I just gotta make a decision for tomorrow big decision do I go fishing or do I go golfing <laughs> my brother wants he I haven't golfed with my brother all year this year and he really wants to get out and he's an older guy and I figured uh, I don't know wasn't that I?
1: supposed to be last weekend yeah, yeah. but haven't we heard this record before <laughs> but
2: i decided to go fishing instead <laughs> <laughs> screw it up brother i'm going fishing <laughs> right there's your answer yeah and it, it, not you know we might not have time to talk about turnover and water temperatures but i don't think it's happened yet but we will we got take, a half
0: hour of the show yeah, left tom huh? we got lots but, of things
2: but we will be taking questions from our audience For Kyle Drake, the warden, safety expert at 414-799-1250, the NFL football picking contest was brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Just Google Curly's Waterfront Pub. It'll get you there. Great food, great drinks, great people. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the Interstate Heating and Heating Studios. They also do cooling. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Midwestern Shooter Supply cutting edge outdoors. Um, we are joined by special guest Kyle Drake from the Wisconsin DNR. 799-1250
2: is the number. Um, I just want to say I was outside and there's two dough running around a lot out here. Really? But when I first walked out the door. There you door, go, Bushy. Hey, when I first walked out the door, it awesome. was right by the driveway and it went running to the edge of the woods. And then, uh, and then it stopped. And looked back. And then, like 30 seconds later, one comes from the other side of the woods, comes running all the way over here, sees me standing there, and runs over there.
0: <laughs> Who is that man? So there's a couple of
3: does
2: running around right here. It is silly season for them. It is. So be careful driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's, that's the thing. Have, yeah. have you? Oh, you got a caller on the line. We do have a caller. We have Bill
1: from Pleasant Prairie. Good morning, Bill.
2: Morning, guys. You got a question
1: for the warden? You know, Tom, I just wanted to give a shout out for John. Just tell him, you know, thanks
2: for all he's done for the fishing community, especially the Muskogee fishing community. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah, he's got a he's cold today, it. so. Yeah, I know, but he's going through. Some yeah, stuff. yeah. Just to tell him that you know that we'll be praying for him and we love him. All right, all right I thanks. will pass that along. Thanks. Thank you, you got buddy. it. All right, Kyle, have you have you seen an increase of, uh, starting to see an increase of cars, vehicles hitting deer? On yeah, the road um, just talked to a couple of police
3: departments and sheriff's department yesterday, and yeah, they're starting, finally it really starts to mm-hmm. pick up in the
2: number of deer hits. Now, so, since you're the safety guy, yes. what do you recommend when people are driving Don't along hit the deer. Free, yeah. freeway <laughs> or highway? That's what he recommends, Tom. When they're on the side of the road, <laughs> what do you recommend? You, you're driving along and you see them. And a deer standing there wondering, should I go? Should I not go?
3: Yeah, it's the same stuff you've heard over the years. You know, slow down, of course. Yeah. Um, well, there's one. There's probably more. And if you are going to make contact with a deer, just make contact. Don't swerve. Don't try to get out of the way. You're you're better off staying on the road and hitting a deer than going
2: off road and and hitting a tree. Yeah, and, and and don't do it on purpose. And don't do it on purpose. <laughs> no, don't do it on purpose. Don't try to hit a deer on purpose. Well, there well, is
0: no doubt about the fact that you just got to kind of slow down and keep her on the road and just don't just, do anything but crazy.
2: Just, but, but, but be very attentive that that deer could just jump right out. You right. Know? Yeah. Everybody
3: knows, in the, you know, other times of the year it's at sunset, sunrise, and, and during the nighttime. But this time mm-hmm. of the year they're running 24-7, so
2: You know, beware. I don't know if you heard about this if we told you, but a few years back, John was driving down Frog Alley coming to the show, this was probably three, four years ago, and he hit a deer. And there there and he called the sheriff. Sheriff came over, did everything he was supposed to do, threw it in the back of his truck. And he brings it over here. And he and after the show he says to me and Dan, uh hey, when do you guys want to cut my deer off for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> So he took it to Bucky's, and they were nice enough to to take care of it for him. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, and and he didn't damage anything. For some reason, the deer's head was down, and it it hit the bumper. He could have taken it and left the gut pile by Keith's stand. (laughs) (laughs) Hang body parts and trees and stuff. (laughs) I think it was a female. (laughs) Minus the park. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, so anything else? Do you do anything uh, with the fishing side of it? Anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Yep. We, like I said, I still get out as
3: much as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my job now is, is administrative. I work with all the um, safety education instructors um, mm-hmm. for Hunter Education, Boating, Snowball, ATV. Um, give a shout out to them because they are all volunteers and they yeah. do an excellent job of teaching people what they need to know to mm-hmm. be safe.
2: But And a lot of people don't realize that in order for a youngster to operate a motor, uh, an outboard motor, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, the steering wheel or, or, or tiller, they're, they got to go online and pass a course or something first? Right.
3: Depending on what they're operating, or what they're doing, um, there are cutoff dates that if you are born on or after those dates, you have to have mandatory certification in the safety program. Mm-hmm. So for hunter education, it's all the way back to 1973. Anybody born after yeah. 72 has to have hunter education. For snowbills it's 85. for. Uh, um, name? ATV, it's 88, and then for a boat, it's, it's 1989. So if you're born after, born on or after January 1st, 1989, you sense. have to have boating safety in order to operate yeah. a boat.
2: And they can do that online, they right? They do it online, for correct, boats, for boating yeah. safety. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But it's also good to go out with mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, whoever, whoever's operated a boat before, give them the ins and outs. Oh, right? yeah, most yeah. definitely. We teach them basically what they need to know to be safe. We don't teach them operation hardly at all, so we expect right. to learn that from somebody who's going to mentor right you. exactly we got another caller for you Kyle we have John from Milwaukee hey good morning John good morning yeah hey, you got a question morning, for Mr. Kyle Drake of the DNR
4: i sure do first uh, thanks Kyle for your service the question is uh, i want to hunt i want to spring turkey hunt A state natural area in Rock County
0: and there this one is listed as it's owned by below, uh, by the college in the area, and I called them to get permission, and I can't
4: get any calls back. I was just wondering what the rules were um,
0: getting access.
3: Yeah, um, there are a variety of rules. Um, if it's privately owned, of course, you need permission from that privately owned person, whether it's a, a, a concern or whatever. Um, exception is if it was bought with stewardship funds post 19, I think 80 or ni- 2007, then there has to be some public access hunting allowed. So, um, I understand it's probably privately owned, but it's open to the public. And again, um, if you are, again, depending on when it was bought, what it was bought with, it may be open for hunting. It may not. So you have to go through the, the, um, the owner there at the university. Um, I know sometimes it's tough. And sometimes they probably don't want to hear from you either. But uh, that's that's the
2: correct course that we took. Yeah, they, not, if they don't
0: want any hunters, they might just not call you
4: back.
2: Yeah, yeah, they might not. That's a tough one, yeah. Yep.
4: I got a hold of a secretary once, and she said, we use that for teaching. So I volunteered to teach them to turkey hunt.
3: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, didn't,
4: it didn't work so far. It's called, it's called <laughs> to
3: Learn to Hunt. Well,
2: yeah. well yeah. good, good time, luck. Good try. Yeah, well, good luck with that, John. Good luck. Okay, thanks, guys. Sure. Yeah. That's always tough. Like even, even out there by, uh, the GE medical centers they they got a big bunch of land back there and we, there's turkeys back there like crazy, but you, you can't yep. do anything.
0: Correct. Yep. Yep. But God
2: and turkeys. those turkeys
3: know it
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You're a turkey and you know it. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. We were talking about registering before Kyle and it being a more efficient way. Uh, they, do they have any plans of doing that for, like, the sturgeon harvest up there, uh, up on Winnebago and those connecting upper upper lakes there? Because that gets cut off at a, after a certain number are registered. Now, that's one place where people still do bring them in. It's a big festive thing at these bars and so forth. But I would think a if they wanted to cut it off once it hits that number right away, that that electronic would be the way to go.
3: Yeah, Um you're right, sturgeon are a special critter, um, and there's a the tradition behind the registration of sturgeon and all that kind of. And and the numbers aren't the same numbers. We're not registering two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand sturgeon either. Okay. So, um, for sturgeon, you know, a lot of what we're doing is dependent on our user groups, and it's all depend what the sturgeon guys want. If the sturgeon spears want to keep on registering them in okay. person, it's probably going to stay that way. Okay. Well, that I and think again, it is. Sturgeon management in Wisconsin is a special thing. We've got the best sturgeon management in the in the world. So. Um, I don't know if that one's going to change any time in the future. Yeah,
0: I guess if it's not broke, don't don't fix it. Yep. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I don't mean to... Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Duck, I
2: knew it was coming. Kyle, a... here it comes.
0: I don't mean I to... Don't mean to you know, I don't mean compl- to tick you off, Kyle. Oh, here we go. Oh, he does it every time.
2: <laughs> What's the matter with you, Tom? I did, pro- I you. did promise you I wasn't going to do this to Kyle. You can't help yourself. <laughs> but okay. what if... Here we go. But but uh, how, how long do you think it'll take for the computer experts in the DNR with the Go Wild system to get everything. <laughs> I know he's giving me looks already. <laughs> to get it all figured out. Now, it used to be, all right, now, I mean, th- this is serious, back, though. Yeah. It used to be that you, if you came up, even now, you know, when when you scanned their your the barcode, let's say your last year's license or your driver's license, you'd scan it and all the information was there. Nowadays, you scan it and all the information isn't there. What happened to all the information? I mean, I know you're not the computer geek who's doing yeah, that so, stuff, I, but, it, I mean, it's got to be a little frustrating to the DNR guys because you get a, probably a lot of complaints yeah, about like, it. Yeah, like, like you right now. I'm not now. complaining. I'm just asking. I'm not complaining. Okay, go ahead. Yes, you
3: know? uh, there is a certain level of frustration, um, not only with the wardens, but with the DNR, and there's a certain level of frustration with our vendor that um, they've you know, promised us a uh, – a set of things, and they're working on doing that. So it's still young. It's still new. Um, the potential is there. Yeah. Uh, so we're working through it, and
0: I have no doubt that eventually we're going
3: to Oh, get eventually that. it will. I will know.
2: I know. I just thought that after a couple of years of working on it, they would have got it right. Hey, but... It's
0: only it's... <laughs> oh, short, Tom. All computer. Well, you, you haven't worked in companies long enough. To I, see what happens,
2: no, and I'm not a computer.
0: Even in school, I get these new I don't computer know. programs, switch over the whole district, and it's a nightmare for the first yeah. six yeah. months. I that's know. the way it is.
3: I know. And Wisconsin's unique. we got so many different user groups and so many things that our Department of Natural Resources yes. covers. Yes. And you, and you you guys,
2: do. you know, you guys do do a lot. When that guy thanked you, I mean, th- that's important because people, they complain about wardens, but I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for you guys. You know, this would be like the Old West out there. You know, I mean, we need you guys. And if you call the 800 helpline, you get
0: some guy from India talking you through the troubleshoot. No, no, no. Arkansas. (laughs) That's do not. Okay, good.
2: No, I've called it. We've had to call it for customers. You get somebody in Arkansas. Why is somebody in Arkansas answering the questions? Why couldn't we have somebody right here? Go to break. Go to break. We're going to go to a break. Hey, you are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Our special guest, Kyle Drake. Call us at 799-1250. You got any questions for Kyle? And we are coming to you live from the Interstate Heating Studios. We are also presented by Interstate Heating out there in uh, Sussex. Go to interstateheating.com and you will find all their information. We'll be right back. It's the fire. This is the last segment of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating and Cooling. They do that, too, out there in Sussex. Our special guest in the studio is Kyle Drake. And if you ha- oh, we got callers on the line already, Greg, huh? Well, we better take those questions because Kyle wants to tell us stuff about safety, and we got about nine minutes. So who do you got first? We have Charlie in West Bend. Okay, Charlie, what's your question for the warden?
4: No, this is Charlie from West Bend, VFW Post. Just want to give a shout-out to all the veterans. I know John always does it every year uh, because Friday is Veterans Day. Right. And, and you got uh, three non-veterans from the VFW Post that are our good uh, our listeners, we listen to you every Saturday. We uh, enjoy well, thank your you. fishing
2: reports. As a matter so. of fact, I have something written here for Veterans Day. Can I read it to you while you're on the air? Certainly. Go right ahead. Okay. What is a veteran? A veteran, whether active duty, discharged, retired, or reserve, is someone who at one point in his life wrote a blank check made payable to the United States of America, for an amount of up to and including his or her life. That is honor. And there are way too many people in this country today who no longer understand that fact. Thank you for your service. All right, who you got next?
4: Excellent, excellent. Thank you. Great. Okay, guys, keep up. Good work there. All right, thanks.
2: All All right, who do you got? You got somebody else on there? No? Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's right. We got Veterans yep. Day coming Thank up. You. and so. Anyway, okay, you wanted to tell us something about your safety program.
3: Yeah, I put the plug in for, as I think there is a uh, fairly popular hunting season coming up in a couple of
2: yeah, weeks. Yeah, so. just right? a few people yeah. like it. Take so, off work, school. About 600,000 out in the woods yep. with Be- firearms, which would constitute, I think, the... Third largest army in the world? Yep, correct. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. I'm I'm a proud member. Yeah. All right. So Uh we're going to make our plug, since I am
3: the safety warden, I should make a plug for safety. So uh, when we talk hunter safety, firearm safety, we always talk about our four rules of firearm safety, and we're going to go through those real quick. Yes, please. Um, Acronym is TABK, T-A-B-K, and the T is treat every firearm as if it's loaded. Again, respect that firearm, what it's capable of doing, if you're picking up a firearm for the first time, you should make sure the action's open. If it's not open, open the action, check it out, make sure it's unloaded before you, you um, start handling that firearm. The A is always point the muzzle in a safe direction. Of course, the muzzle is the end of the barrel, and never point at anything you don't want to be pointing at.
2: Period. Loaded or unloaded. Loaded or unloaded. <laughs> yep.
3: And. The B is be sure of your target and what is in front and beyond that target. Again, uh, it comes especially important when doing deer drives or shooting at running animals. Um, you know, make sure you got a legal target. Make sure you look beyond that target. Make sure it's not your hunting buddy. There's not a house. There's not a road behind you. So be sure you your target and what's beyond. And K is keep your finger outside the trigger guard until you're sure it's safe to fire. Um, there are accidental discharges. About a third of our hunting incidents Are people shooting themselves? Mm -hmm. And they're not gonna shoot themselves without pulling that trigger. So keep that finger outside the trigger guard. And along with those four rules, I always add a couple more. Um, My rule number five is everybody knows the first four. Everybody knows Tab K because in our hunting season in Wisconsin, you have about a 95% chance of either shooting yourself or another member of your hunting party. So if you don't shoot yourself, either or you're gonna be shot by one of your hunting party. So if you know Tab K, you're not gonna shoot shoot anybody, but if your hunting parties, partners don't know tab K, you're probably going to be the victim. So everybody knows tab K. That's rule number five. And rule number six, if you are going to hunt out of elevated device, a stand, what have you, put on your full body harness and strap yourself into the tree. You're three times, depending on the study, anywhere from three to five times more likely to be hurt by your tree stand than you are
2: with your firearm. Hmm. You know, that B part is so important because knowing what's beyond your target because let's face it, a lot of people miss, and those bullets travel a long way. Yeah, you're not going you to run down that bullet <laughs> and get it back. No, and and so you really have to know. I mean, you might be, uh, you know, hunting on the edge of a cornfield, and there's a farmhouse a half a mile away. That bullet can get to that farmhouse in in about a second and a half. Right. So you got to be know you got to know what's beyond your target. Yeah. Uh, last year I passed up a buck, Kyle,
0: that was up on top of a ridge, and I watched it for like all afternoon. And it was about 300 yards away, and it was actually bedded down. I put the crosshairs on top of its head, and I thought, you know what? I think I could drill it, but it um, had a good rest. I mean, I was, but I thought, I'm not going to go shooting a rifle bullet up over this steep ridge. I, even though it's pretty, you know, the odds are one in a million. Yeah. I mean, it's still woods, but there's farms and roads and stuff. I thought, and then it, two days later, it came down to the field, and I got it. Okay. But, Yep,
3: and if you're shooting uphill and you miss, you know those high-caliber rifles are going anywhere from 2 to
0: 5 miles, and who knows what's
3: happening 5 miles away. Who knows where where it's going to drop. drop. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's
0: going to drop. It's got to land somewhere. Correct. Yeah, I actually, Kyle, a couple years ago, sitting on the field there, I was uh, sitting, and uh, there's a marsh in front of me, about 150 yards in front, and all of a sudden, it scared me. It startled me. There was a shot that came from miles away across the road from... Must have been on top of one of those big ridges, and it hit the frozen marsh. Probably still 200 yards from me, but it hit so loud that it almost sounded like someone. At first, at first, I was jumped. I was startled. I thought someone actually may, might have discharged some kind of low-caliber firearm in the marsh, and then I heard the shot itself—the report of the rifle of. After I the
2: bullet hit the uh, hit hit the frozen, mm-hmm. tell you what it was scary. Yeah, it, it was it just came in, you know. And, yeah, you yeah. the the bullets go around. You hear the zing of the bullets, and then you hear the retort. Right, like, God you know, him, dang or it! Or the report. Yeah, and you're right. That be sure hear. of your
3: target and beyond is, yeah. is very important, and make sure you have a ba- safe backstop. Make sure you know yeah. where that bulls going to end up.
2: And keeping that, so many guys, and and you know what, I got to tell you, I'm guilty of that pheasant hunting. I'm guilty of that. A lot of times, putting that finger in the trigger area i i'm i'm some i i gotta catch myself because i'm i'm always ready you know for that pheasant to pop up and and get ready to shoot and i got my finger right there and it's like don't do that you know i mean and i gotta i gotta consciously think of it and keep my finger out of it and i keep my finger now on the safety i don't keep it on the trigger i gotta remember keep your finger on the safety you know Instead, and it's like I said, yeah.
3: deer season is the busy season for the wardens. You know, sometimes we get grumpy and so forth, and we'll catch a few bad guys. Oh, come but...
2: on, you guys don't you don't get grumpy, do you, Kyle? Yeah, you're such good humor. Imagine person. if Tom were a warden. Oh, <laughs> Kyle, <he's... laughs> oh, my God, you wouldn't want to get pulled over I by you at <laughs> five in the morning.
3: Pushing. I can't imagine that. It <laughs> oh my goes God, beyond believe
0: <laughs> you'd give so, him anyway. A <laughs> uh,
3: but our worst thing by far is Thanks investigating hunting accidents, and you know, it's usually your friend or family member that's involved yeah. with you. So again. People just be safe out there during gun deer season. Yeah. Have a good time. But again, remember those safety rules and come home yeah. safely. You know, Wisconsin can, is
2: pretty safe, you know, when it comes to overall. it overall and it's mostly people, like you said, just shooting themselves on accident, you know.
0: Hey, can I give another safety tip here? Sure. It's
2: L. Load your deer
0: carefully. I was loading that eight-point on the back of the truck last week. Scott gets the front of the deer. He says, well, grab the antler. You can still deadlift 400 pounds, right? (laughs) So I grabbed. I gave a mighty pull. And you know those bed liners in the back of a truck are really slick. My feet went out from under (sighs) me. No. I did a a one-and-a-half with a triple gainer and landed flat on my back in the bed (laughs) of the truck and just laid there for about five seconds. All I said was,
2: well, that hurt. <laughs> Are you sure be careful loading the deer. You're no, too old. No four-letter words after that? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, listen, I be. I want to thank Kyle Drake for uh, coming into the studio studio today. Thank you, Kyle, and thank you for all your service with the DNR. I want to thank all the veterans out there, Veterans Day being next week. I want to thank all the veterans for their service. We appreciate it. And I want to thank all the callers for calling in today and all the listeners.
0: Yeah, good luck hunting, guys. Uh, be safe. Uh, You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors from the Interstate Heating Studios. We'll talk to you all next week.